Hi yogis, welcome to the Yoga Quarter podcast. My name is Lina Makov and today I'm giving you interview with Shana Langridge, our fantastic teacher, Tuesday morning delight. Shona is an amazing Bikram teacher. She teaches also yin yoga, vinyasa as well and infern hot pilates too. Shona, as we all know, she's an amazing force of nature, amazing energy. She brings so much spirituality and positivity that it's just beyond measure, beyond uh, expression. Like, I can't really explain that to you people. I'm sure you're gonna love this interview. Shona shares so much wisdom and we all can learn from her so much. I just want to warn you that this is first Zoom interview that we did. So the, qu- the sound quality is not perfect, but well, in this situation, nothing is perfect and we're learning as we go, as we all know it. Uh, we were still sorting things out and we were trying to make it the best possible. I think the next interviews will have better sound quality, uh, but for now, um, that doesn't take away from Shana's wisdom and amazing um, chat that we had. So please enjoy and give me some feedback on Alina, that's with double E, at theyogaquarter.co.uk. Enjoy. Hi, Shana. <laughs> Hello. How nice to see you. Nice <laughs> Virtually. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing for this chat uh, because our Yoga Quarter community um, would love to hear from you more and get to know you better. So that's really, really fantastic that we can have a chat today. How are you in this crazy situation? I'm fine. I'm fine, Lena. It's a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, and uh, it's really nice to have to have that face-to-face contact. Even well, on, on, even though it's online, it's just a really nice thing to to connect with people. I'm fine. I. It's funny. There's part of me that that doesn't quite believe this is all happening. It still feels a little bit like it's a bit of a holiday. You know, like um, it's only been what five five or six days, and. Um, I think if I'm really honest with you, there's part of me that's quite relieved that I have had this space to, to reconnect with myself. Um, I spent a lot of time running around London and teaching loads and loads of classes. And I think it was getting to a point where I felt quite, quite tired and quite burnt out. So this isolation has come at a point where Actually, honestly, for me, it was probably a really good thing just to calm down, just to reappraise, just to resettle. And um, I have to be honest with you, I actually quite like this part of the isolation that I quite like, you know, just to be with myself and to go inward. And, um, and you know, I, I don't know how long that will last at the moment. I, it's only, it's not even a week yet, but I, but I feel very, very um, positive about what, the isolation has brought for me personally. I know it's not everybody's ideal situation. It's not ideal for everybody um, by any stretch. Um, But I think for me, it's allowed me to really sit back and think about how I spend my time and what I choose to spend my time doing. So yeah, it's been an interesting thinking 
and uh, inward, ser- in, inward journey process over the last six days. That's fantastic. I, I can completely relate to that. Even though I have loads of work nowadays, <laughs> probably more than usually, uh, I'm kind of <laughs> looking forward to, to, to have this time for myself and actually not be distracted that much because like, we're usually really distracted by all the activity. And this is a chance for us to actually stop for a second, maybe. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, I started tidying up some of my some of my paperwork and stuff, and, and under this whole pile of paper, I found all these incredible, like books that I that I didn't even remember that I had. You know, books on um, spiritual reading. You know, books on shamanism books on all sorts of really interesting subjects um and i hadn't even started them or i'd i'd picked a little bit maybe i'd read one or two chapters so i've i was like oh my gosh it was like rediscovering this whole little little library that i that i'd forgotten i had and then i never had the time to sit down and read so i've spent you know every day reading a little bit and uh, meditating and obviously doing some of the classes online which are fantastic i'm actually really really enjoying them and some of the classes that i never get to do i've i've been doing you know uh, and it's you know i can never get to get to highbury um during the week a lot of the time so it's been fantastic to experience different teachers classes that i'd never normally be able to do face to face so it does have its benefits and i think for me you know i'm i'm always going to try and think of the positive so whilst it's it's quite hard isolated you know for some people I think for me this is a really interesting time to to explore myself and to tidy my house and to you know spend time in my garden and do all these things that I haven't done for a while. I have a two-part question for you because you're a teacher obviously but you teach many things because you teach Pilates, you teach Bikram, you teach Yin Yoga, uh, Tibetan balls as well and like many many types of activities, many types of classes that you teach so and you you're quite vocal about the fact that you actually learn from your students as well so I want to talk um, I want you to explain to us what's the difference in the experience of each class and also how it has changed since now you're teaching all of it online (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, it's interesting some People think I'm a, I'm a little bit of a um, chameleon, actually, because, um, you know, one moment I can be doing hot Pilates, which is all very wah, 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 and madness and loud and energy high. And then next thing I'm teaching yin, where I'm very quiet and um, contemplative and very inward looking. And to go from one class to the next, it, uh, people say, gosh, you know, how do you do that? And uh, I think there's something very powerful about being a chameleon because a chameleon, you can fit into any situation and it allows you to adapt and to change to the environment that you're in. And I think that's a really important thing to do in life anyway. And it's, it's interesting to see the students that choose to do all those classes. So they'll, they might start with hot Pilates first thing, then they go to Bikram and then they go to Yin and how they transform as well. And I think to me, that just shows us that we're just a little bit of everything. You know, all of us, we all have little bits of madness 
sadness. We all have little bits of calm and we're all everything. I observe the students all the time and the power and the consistency and the dedication and the, the focus that they practice with, whether it's hot Pilates or yin or Bikram, it's always astounds me. And that's what I mean by they always teach me much more than I can ever teach them. And I learn by observa- observing and, um, and that's, that's how most of us learn. And so the students are a really big part of everything um, that, that yoga has brought to me. And it does, it definitely does change the dynamic, seeing them online versus, versus seeing them in the class. There's no question about that. But what makes it so special is that what I, I'm beginning to realize is that it's not necessarily about the, the, the yoga. I think people are just wanting to connect. So, you know, even if things go slightly wrong, what we can't, we can't, you know, online with, with the little boxes, we can't quite see the bodies properly. I think the fact that everybody is there together, we're kind of separate, but together, you know, and I think there's a beautiful, a beautiful energy in that. And, and, you know, even though we can't quite correct people or they can't quite see us properly, we can hear each other's voices or we can, you know, we can at least know that there's a community out there. And I think that that somehow brings us together uh, in a very special way much more so than the obvious you know there's so much more going on than yes of course there's energy when you're all together in a room but uh, ultimately we're all connected from a different in a different way and I was thinking about this the other day as well I thought gosh imagine if this had happened 20 25 years ago where there was no technology at all you know we would be we would be completely isolated so we should be really grateful for having this technology that we can do zoom and interviews and podcasts and and we can do all these zoom classes it's it's amazing it is quite amazing i'm really curious about your journey how did you end up as a teacher of yoga and other classes oh wow um so i basically spent 30 years of my life in the corporate world um i was I went to university, I did marketing um, with languages, French and German. And so I desperately wanted to be this kind of high power businesswoman of the year, you know, and I spent 30 years, um, you know, in, in the marketing and advertising world. Basically, I was head of marketing for a number of different global charities around the world. Um, and I traveled extensively. I lived all over the world in New York, in Switzerland, in Hong Kong, in Australia, doing all these amazing jobs, you know, um, ultimately in, um, in advertising. And, you know, I worked for BMW, I worked for sports marketing agencies. And whilst that sounds very glamorous, and I spent a lot of time traveling around, you know, it gets to a point where it's, it just didn't sit comfortably with me anymore. Um, you know, there's an isolation when you're in a hotel room and you're living in a, off a mini bar. And it sounds very glamorous when you're sitting in a, in a, in a country, I don't know, in Venezuela somewhere, but it actually, it's very lonely. And, and uh, it's, it's, it got to the point where I just thought there must be more to, to life than this. And I certainly never did any yoga. I was always running on the treadmill and a real gym junkie. 
And then a friend of mine said, um, have you ever heard of this kind of hot yoga called Bikram? And I was like, oh, no, but I'll give it a go. Sure, why not? So I went to my first Bikram class. And to be honest with you, I absolutely hated it. I absolutely hate it. I came out of there and I said to my, my friend, I said, what were you thinking? Like, how could you, how could you take me to such a, <laughs> such a torture? Like, what the hell were you thinking? And I, we were laughing outside because I remember so well. We were, it was in Tooting and we were, we were sweating like pigs. And we came out and we said, well, yeah, we're really glad we tried that. But I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and... Um, and then another friend of mine, completely different, said to me, Shona, would you like to come to a yoga class? I said, no, I've, I've Bikram. I said, no, no, I've done it. I'm not interested. No, I've done it. Not, not interested. Anyway, she convinced me to go. And it was actually to Chiswick, to the Chiswick studio. And uh, I went and, and that was the second class I did. And from then I was just completely hooked. And it, there was something very special to me about uh, the Bikram series, about about uh, the focus, obviously, about the mind over the matter with, with dealing with the heat and dealing with my own demons. And each, each posture um, showed me something about my, myself, you know, whether it was attachment to the shape or whether it was wanting to get it right or not wanting to get it wrong uh, or doing the, you know, being, being the best in the room or whatever it was. And, and I could really see how my corporate life just came into this into this yoga and it and it really affected me and then I after about four years I thought oh I know I'm going to go and do teacher training so I went off to Thailand um, in 2014 and uh, trained with Bikram and the rest is history <laughs> but you know from from there I realized that obviously you know Bikram is a very very big part of my life but there are it's so nice to vary the type of yoga and it was just a natural extension that I then became tired of the corporate world so at, the, at one point I was teaching yoga and doing my corporate job and then I, at one point I thought no this is not right I need to focus on one thing so I gave up the corporate job and then just went 100% into teaching and then there was the natural evolution of after Bikram came vinyasa so I went to India I trained in in India to do my uh, vinyasa. And then um, after that, again, uh, yin came, came the, the training with, with Norman Blair in, in the UK. And then hot Pilates, which was the, the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that, that was interesting because that, was, that to me was a kind of a throwback to wanting to keep active, that, you know, the, the gym junkie type of thing from the corporate world. But it gives me it gives me the power of you know the music the fun the the hit training and it also you know keeps the, the fitness along with the yoga so it was a really good combination of all those it's a nice combination to be able to teach all those four different types beautiful i want to go back to the bikram for a second because you're famous for being <laughs> a rule breaker in bikram <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us more about that <laughs> oh. oh my goodness I've been called many things in my day but a rule breaker I love it I love it Lina. I love it um yeah I know it's it's 
by that I'm assuming you're meaning that I, I play music in my Bikram class and I, I tell people unashamedly if they want to close their eyes in Savasana, they can feel free to close their eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, all of those yes. like tiny things, you know, those, those are not like it's still the same sequence and all of that, but all of those tiny things, they do change your, the practice a bit and the meditation at the beginning that you very often do as well. It's just, I love that. But it might be um, seen as something outrageous. So, like, yeah, absolutely. Could, yeah, I love I love being that. outrageous, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just love being outrageous. Um, no, I mean, I I totally get that it's um, the way I teach Bikram is slightly different to what most people expect, and it's um, not everybody's cup of tea. But the the reason I the reason I do it for me and and. It's just an, an evolve. Uh, it's just evolved as I've practiced more and more. Because when I started practicing Bikram and teaching it, I was very much dialogue led, a hundred percent push, push, push. You know, lock the knee. The there was that kind of yang aggression with the way I used to teach Bikram, and and that's how I expected it uh, to receive a class. And when when teachers were kind of a little bit gentler when I was t- taking Bikram classes, I was like, Oh my God, that's awful. What are they doing? What are they doing? This is sacrilege. How dare they? But then what I realized was over time, so much of our life is spent in a yang context. So much of us, our, our lives are spent pushing and um, trying to achieve more and do more. And the essence of yoga seemed to have to me seems to have got lost in all of that and when I went to India and I've spent a lot of time as most of you know in the in Nepal in India in the Himalayas isolating myself with Tibetan monks and all sorts of different things and and for me it came down to just connecting with myself and allowing these shapes to show me a part of myself and who I am. And so to look at myself in the mirror for 90 minutes is very challenging. And it tells me a lot about my acceptance of myself, um, how I, the words I'm using to talk to myself when I, when I look in the mirror and all that becomes very much part of this practice of what they call yoga. And what I realized is you don't need to push and push and push to get to that place. And that's why when I start with the meditation at the beginning, I want people, and, and I, it's, I do it for myself too. I want to feel grounded and centered and, and calm before I start my practice. And then when we go into the postures, you know, we, we move together, we breathe together, we are creating an incredible energy together. And that creates um, something very special as a group, but also individually for inside. And again, you know, we spend all our time looking outward in our lives. And the practice of yoga is to go in and to examine the self and to question the self and Self-inquiry is really important. And that's what I want to try and encourage students to do. And you can do that in a, in a Bikram class. Bikram is, 90-minute Bikram is the panacea of all yoga. I mean, it's the most incredible practice, the most incredible sequence um, for strength, for flexibility. 
And all I'm tr trying to do is add just a little bit of a spiritual dimension for people to look beyond just the physical shape and connect with themselves on a, on a very personal, spiritual, deep level. That's beautiful. I think that's why I love your classes so much. <laughs> Thank but, you. But it's something like, for example, I was very much against Pilates for a very long time and like fitness in general, because I don't like this like young, very pushy energy. It's really hard for me. So when the spirituality is added, then I can actually receive the class properly. I mean, I'm, yeah. get, I'm getting into Pilates as well at this point, but like slowly. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand that. And, you know, I think what I'm trying to say in a very long winded way is that there's room for both. You know, there's room for everything. And as I said at the beginning, we are a little bit of everything. We're a little bit of yang. We're a bit of yin. We're a bit of aggression. We're a bit of calm. We're a bit of frustration. We're a bit of love. You know, we're, 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 because we're human beings, we're just all everything and I think everybody finds their way you know ultimately the, for me the journey of yoga is just to find a relationship and an acceptance of myself and there are many ways to climb a mountain and every everybody's journey is different and that doesn't mean it's one journey is better or one journey is worse or one is right or one is wrong it just means that they're different and so we all have to find our way uh, to that space of of just being content with ourselves because you know I think about this a lot you know I I, I recently lost uh, both my parents and you know when they were when they were on their deathbed they didn't think about they didn't think about the fantastic presentations that they made in their job they didn't think about you know the what they achieved all they thought about was the relationships that they built uh, you know through life and 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 the relationships with themselves and and that they were, I guess, at, at peace, you know, with themselves. So I think, I think that's, that's really what it, it comes down to is just having that. Um, and yo that yoga, if gosh, if yoga can't bring you that sense of peace, then what can, you know? That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much <laughs> for this. You're welcome. Wow. I feel like crying. <laughs> yeah I feel, I, i'm touched as well I'm like oh it's well it's 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 true i think i and that's what i want to bring into the yoga class i want i want people to see me for who i am warts and all and none of us are perfect everybody has things that we've all done things that we're not proud of we've all had things done to us that we're not happy with but it's how we deal with it and we move on and we learn from it and we grow and we, we, um, we develop. And when we connect, I think, and I say this all the time, but I think for me, when we connect with that part of us that is beyond just the physical, then we're full of uninhibited potential. And it's up to all of us to find that potential. I wanted to ask about the advice, what we can do to actually survive this situation, but it seems like you gave us plenty of advice already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, everybody will find their own way, you know. Um, for me, I, I'm using it as a really beautiful opportunity to, to reconnect with myself. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I just... You know, and I'm, in a way, it's easy for me because I live on my own. I think it must be really hard for people that are with families and children that have to keep their children active and busy and occupied and, and entertained. 
and that's that's really challenging so I really feel for them um but I think just to to stay stay stented you know stay stay on the path and there's a there's a reason for this there really is there's a reason why everything happens and we are exactly where we are all of us because it's where we're meant to be and uh, we just need to trust that process and um, finally because this podcast is called the yoga quarter podcast so I kind of feel obligated to ask what's so special about the yoga quarter studio and our community I said this on my little video the other day the the students are just legendary they they're legendary i mean they they are and it just goes to show how resilient everybody is you know and and they the students that i have and obviously i only see students on a tuesday morning because that's the only time i teach but the ones they are they're fun they're dedicated they're they're committed to themselves to to turn up regularly and that you know they come in they have these massive smiles there is a there's a very beautiful energy that um that i see on a on a tuesday morning and believe me sometimes i when i wake up at 5 30 or whenever it is to go from wimbledon all the way to highbury i just think why am i doing this and then i get there and there's all these little smiling, happy faces <laughs> all, ready, all ready to do their burpees at 8.15 in the morning. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, these guys are, they're like superheroes. You know, just to turn up regularly on a regular basis, doing their thing with love, with energy, with, with um, compassion for each other as well. You know, these conversations I hear in the changing rooms, it's really beautiful. And, you know, I think Georgina... Um, and Carl, they've created something um, very special. And it, it takes a lot of energy to, to get people to feel connected, you know, because you know, some people just go in and go out and that's it. But to, to hear some of the conversations about, you know, how, how they, they feel about the place and how, you know, you know the, the variety of classes that there are as well, that's really important to give people the sense of, you know, choice. Um, I think that that's a beautiful thing. But yeah, the students are, are pretty, pretty special. Fantastic. Okay, I decided to add on our little podcast, quick fill in the blanks uh, type of situation at the end. Three little things that bring me peace of mind are? Three little things that bring me peace of mind are? Nature. Not so little, but I'll accept that. (laughs) (laughs) Laughter. Laughter brings me peace of mind. And what else brings me peace of mind? Three little things that bring me peace of mind. Actually, you know what? Being in my home. Being in my, my, my home. My home is my sanctuary. Lovely. Okay, next one. Three things I would eliminate from the world are? I'm not sure I want to eliminate anything from the world, if I'm really honest with you, because I think everything has its, everything has its place um, and everything's there for a reason. But if, you, if I had to, if I had to, <laughs> if, you really want me, if you really want me to say three things, three things I would eliminate from my world, from, from the world would be um, poverty, crime and <laughs> ice cream i don't like ice cream <laughs> <laughs> no, i wasn't expecting that at all <laughs> 
I hate ice cream. I don't know why people eat it. It's a, it's the devil food. <laughs> but even like sorbet, like the like. This. Oh no, that's even worse. Oh my god, it makes ice cream and sorbet makes my mouth tingle. It leaves this horrible, horrible thing in my mouth. <laughs> Amazing. All right, my the last, devil food. Last uh, fill in the blank thing, and like we're we're finished, and I'm not taking your day anymore. Okay, ready. I'm bracing. I'm bracing myself. <laughs> My favorite movie from when I was a child is, or other words. Oh, that's an easy one. I love it. It's it's going to show my age though because yeah. everybody's going to go. Oh, I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> my favorite movie from a child was um, a movie called Some Like It Hot, which is with Marilyn Monroe. Movie. Oh my god! I oh, love I love that movie. movie. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. It's Marilyn Monroe, Jack Lemmon, and um, I can't remember the other actor's name. Oh, I don't remember. Um, Jack Lemmon. Um, oh, Tony Curtis, Tony Curtis and uh, Marilyn Monroe. Oh my God. It's a black and white movie. It's, it's one of the funniest movies of that era. I just loved it. It's one of my favorites. It is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Some like it hot, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Shona. So you are so much. welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> what a privilege to talk to you, Lena. And it's so nice to share, you know, because... It is what it is. I just uh, trying to be as open and um, transparent as possible <laughs> in everything. Thank you for sharing and thank you for being who you are. You're oh, wonderful, and I'm yeah. we're all learning so much from you. Thank you so. Much. You're such a lovely thing to say. Thank you. You're a blessing. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this amazing interview with Shona Langridge. I hope you loved it as much as I loved it. Um, Shona shared so much wisdom. It's just unbelievable. This is the Yoga Quarter podcast where we're going to give you new interviews every Thursday morning. So please, every Thursday, we're going to bring you another instructor, another person from our community to your home. We will get to know our community better. So what does this every Thursday morning. If you haven't followed already on Spotify, please do. Uh, if you haven't followed um, our Facebook page, please do. Uh, if you haven't joined our close private Facebook group, The Yoga Quarter Live, please do so. We are all together over there sharing this experience, inspiring each other, motivating each other, um, sharing the love and all the things that we need right now while self-isolating please join stay connected and oh well we can get through this let's get through this together <music>